Bill, that was Nayaswami uh, Jyotish and Nayaswami uh, Devi. I, I assume they're a couple, is that right, husband and wife? Yes, long-time married couple. They've raised uh, at least one child that I know of. <laughs> and and they, uh, they're a Nanda group, uh, which is uh, based on the teachings of Yogananda and uh, really uh, started by Kriyananda, who was one mm-hmm. of Yogananda's close disciples, uh, has a order of uh, priests or monks uh, that are married, as well as uh, those that are single uh, celibate monks, is that right? Yes, um, and I don't know all the nuances, but it's a fairly new, as in probably with the last 10 years or the last several years of Kriyananda's life, he died in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, they added that um, for, uh, apparently there were couples, long-standing couples, who wanted the benefits of monastic life, and so they created an order uh, of um, monasticism for householders um, ready to make that kind of step and commitment. Right. They, they seem like uh, incredibly lovely, sweet people, very honest. Uh, they even talked about uh, their relationship with SRF, and I know there are other groups that uh, uh, promote the teachings of Yogananda that have slightly different, different angles. Uh, and, and I was also uh, surprised at how big uh, they are and how many communities they have worldwide. I think she said 150 all over the world, including... Well, that includes, uh, that includes centers. Yeah, that's still um, quite a bit. You know, they have uh, teaching centers in different cities all over the, all over the world. Uh, and, but the communities, the intentional communities where people live together and share space and, and um, responsibilities and sometimes, you know, food and, and all the rest, uh, there are only a few of those, of, you know, but even a few is a pretty remarkable achievement. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you and I go back to the 60s when people thought they were going to start communes and intentional communities. Many, many have tried and, and not succeeded. Not, so not, that, yeah, very few. They were able. Yeah. Mm. Now, did you uh, visit, have you visited any of their communities? Yes. Yes, I've been to uh, the main Ananda village in Nevada City, California a couple mm-hmm. of times. And I visited their uh, place in uh, Portland, their place in Palo Alto, their place in Seattle. I'd love to get to Assisi. I yeah, it's a beautiful. They have a beautiful uh, community there in the shadows of uh, St. Francis. Yeah. I, I I didn't know about their community, or else I would have visited it when I was there a few years ago. Mm. But it's a mm. very spiritual spot. I mean, it's just a great feeling. Now, and uh, yeah. listeners should know that you've done uh, an enormous amount of research on Yogananda and his yeah. uh, different groups that represent him. Maybe your biography on Yogananda it, it certainly gets into all this. And I have to say. They were very, very impressed uh, with your book, and uh, I was delighted with that. Uh, yeah, nobody's gone into the the depth that you have, so uh, that was a, a a great compliment coming from them, and uh, because yes, they are right. one of the, the, the bigger groups. Um, <clears throat> uh, the the the, um, the teachings uh, of Yogananda, as I understand it, uh, and I have some familiarity with it directly, and that is there's one level of sort of learning meditation and a few energization exercises they have that are something like uh, asanas, but almost a little bit more like exercise. 
But then you reach a point, uh, and I, I with the SRF group, I don't know if this it's this way with the Ananda group, where if you want to get the more advanced teachings, then you actually make a significant commitment uh, to and, do that. Yes, and there's an initiation um, mm-hmm. for the uh, Kriya Yoga practices. I, they have that in common. I don't um, want to get into all the... Right nuanced differences between how SRF, which is, of course, the the principal organization, the one that Yogananda started and is the largest and uh, uh, organization representing his teaching by far. Um, And, you know, their breakaway or offshoot uh, started. uh, We have an interview with Roy Eugene Davis, who has a small... uh, organization, relatively small, and uh, Ananda, which was started by Kriyananda when he left, S- after he le- some years after he left SRF in the early 60s. And there are differences in how they present the teachings, uh, largely around um, how they're delivered, when they're delivered, um, and so on and so forth. I don't want to get into them, nor am I qualified to, to evaluate uh, I'll leave that to people who are, you know, disciples and devotees to hash out. But, uh, you know, as long as people get the benefits that Yogananda um, intended, uh, maybe, you know, it's just a matter of um, different uh, preferences mm-hmm. and different well, interpretations. Yeah. Well, one thing I will I can say from direct experience is the Yogananda representatives or people or groups that I've encountered, whether it be SRF or uh, this group or uh, the gentleman we interviewed recently, uh, I'm very impressed. They're very sweet people, seem very balanced, uh, seem very reasonable. Uh, The teaching is um, quite accessible. Uh, The organization seems, uh, in in all cases, well-organized and and is a tranquility and, and, and an alertness to the people I've met yes. that, that are involved, so it's uh, that speaks volumes uh, to the teacher. Yes, it absolutely does, and and um, uh, I've found the same thing. And you know, I've I've met you know countless numbers of uh, Yogananda devotees and the leaders of uh, the at least the three main organizations that represent his teachings, and I have found them you know uniformly. Uh, dignified and responsible and warm and friendly and kind uh, and generous. And, you know, they have their different organizations and they've had differences among them and between them. There was, you know, a famous lawsuit between Ananda and and SRF at one point. Um, But, you know, those kind of differences are to be expected. But individually, I've I've uh, had only the, the the best things to say about mm-hmm. uh, people in I, all the I would agree. So uh, in your uh, research for uh, your biography on Yogananda, uh, was there anything that what surprised you most? Was there anything you uncovered or found that was a real surprise? Yeah. Um, yes, um, I would say um, the degree to which. And I knew this was the case going into the research, but the depth of it was surprising. The degree to which um, he struggled with uh, worldly uh, challenges and difficulties 
um, crises, controversies, um, as uh, here in the West, representing these teachings. Um, you know, everything from, you know, paying the bills. Don't forget, you know, he was here during the Depression and wow. World War II. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, money issues were plagued him throughout. Um, differences uh, he had uh, with a certain disciples or, or colleagues, uh, depending on your point of view, and uh, betrayals uh, as he would have thought of them, and mm-hmm. um, lawsuits, um, and and the degree to which he, uh, the, fre- the frequency with which he, in his uh, communications, uh, voiced uh, the wish to, you know, not have to deal with all this stuff and to just go back to India and be a monk in a in mm-hmm. the uh, in a cave somewhere or along the Ganges, but he never did because he felt this was his mission, this was his duty, this is what he owed to his guru and his lineage, and so he stuck it out. It, it was uh, that that was both uh, endearing and um, uh, made me. Uh, it was surprising, but it it only made me respect him more. So even gurus go through trials and tribulations. And by the way, sure for for our listeners, at some point, Phil, I'm going to have to interview you about your book. Uh, okay. And, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, definitely do that. And, and uh, uh, because I but think... Uh, a week, week in me. What's that? <laughs> what, what, say that again. We can interview me. We can, well, that, I, I guess that can be done. <laughs> you might have to uh, have two voices. I guess not. You could just... No, uh, no, no. Character no, A and character B. So it's... Okay. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and uh, again, I want to remind people, uh, if you want to see a, a good film about Yogananda, it's uh, called Awake. And uh, Phil is in that film, multi, I think, five times. So you get to see <laughs> Phil a little bit. And, and I, I, it's wonderful. And you, it, it's, it's a yeah, documentary-type film, but very well done and was well-received. So uh, great stuff on Yogananda. And we'll be doing more, correct? I mean, we'll okay. probably do, yes, as you mentioned, have a, a series. This is part of a series. Great. All right. So uh, till next time, many great, many great interviews uh, done recently, which will soon be posted and many excellent interviews coming up in the near future. So stay tuned and tell your friends about us, spiritmatterstalk.com. Email us, uh, make suggestions, uh, and uh, we will uh, always be open to any of your suggestions. Till next time, Phil. Next time, Dennis.